You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, muggy afternoon across West Alabama. A few scattered showers and storms through the evening hours. The high today, 94. Tonight's low, 76. Tomorrow, morning sunshine. A few scattered storms by afternoon. The high at 95. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back on the Jay Barker Show. Tony Curry is in the studio. Lars taking a day off. Matt Coulter's in the studio. And uh, Jay Barker is with us by a device we call StreamYard. Hey, Jay. Tony has a great question. We may be a cart and a horse here, but I think it's a worthy topic. My son uh, and I were watching the game, and um, we were talking about Skip Holtz. And I said, man, imagine what his situation was. He leaves La Tech right after having the 3-9 season. He's won championships in Conference USA. And all of a sudden, he gets this opportunity to come to the USFL League that we don't know if it's going to go into the year or not, but it certainly appears it's going to. And it's just amazing how things can flip. Now, he's had success in his college career at East Carolina, South Florida. He's been at UConn. And, but, I mean, to, to be... 10 and 1, 11 and 1 with the USFL Stallions at a professional level probably opened some eyeballs at a different level all across the National Football League, even in college to an extent. And so my son said, why wouldn't it be the UAB head coach? And Brian Vincent, of course, the interim coach. And I was like, wow, that's a really interesting scenario. So I went back and did a little research to find out what exactly he was making because I didn't know if UAB could pay the kind of money that the USFL was paying. I didn't know. But every, every side I saw said that Skip was making about a million dollars a year, which sounded pretty rich, sounded pretty high based on what the players are making and, and they have to pay for their own hotel rooms. And so then after the game, though, he was asked the question, you know, explain this 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 coaching year you've had and, and, and the wonderful relationship you have with the players. And he said, quote, this has been the best coaching experience I've ever had in my career. I've really enjoyed coaching these professional players. And I'm wondering if he was kind of laying out the resume a little bit at the next level. And and the, the fact that his play calling was spot on the entire year, would this be a guy that would leave the Stallions to go take an OC job uh, at the National Football League level? And I think there's a couple different questions that I, I thought were very, very interesting because I think he's really opened up a lot of doors for himself based off the season he just had. Yeah, man, I'll, you know, I think for Skip, I mean, definitely it's a great resume a builder for him. Would it be for the pros? Uh, I mean, he's had a lot of success uh, at places he's been at. He's got a great name uh, with his dad being Lou Holtz. But Skip has, um, man, what a season. And, you know, been great at play calling and really preparing his team. The adjustments they made, I think just the coaching staff in general that he was able to put together. Um, as, as far as UAB, Brian Vinson, I think he's going to do a great job for UAB. I know the players are excited about him being at the head uh, position after Coach Clark. Uh, probably uh, after Coach Clark, the most respected guy uh, on that uh, on that team as a coach, and him and Coach Clark very close. So I think they feel like they're getting a piece of him as well. Two coaches that coach together. I think not only in high school but in college, they spent a lot of years together. So a lot of the same uh, type of personality, expectations, that type of stuff. But uh, so I think Brian's going to do a, a coach. Vince is going to do a great job there. But you know, as far as this, 
Yeah, you know, I, I do think, Matt, that anytime you get a chance to coach pro athletes like this and get a chance to be and, and win it and have the type of exposure they got on Fox and the type of exposure they've had now with winning a championship, that, that's got to, you know, lift them up a ton. And, you know, hopefully, you know, they've already announced he'll be back for a year or two. We don't want to see Skip Holtz go anywhere. And if he's making a million dollars a year uh, coaching in the USFL, as Tony said, man, that's, that's good money uh, for that many weeks of coaching and the amount of time that they have to spend what they do and in the, in, in what they'll do now as far as going out and uh, looking at and, and being able to scout players and really building off of this championship season. So uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. And, all, and also, I'd, I guess I'd ask you this too, Matt. Do you think they'll stay in Birmingham next year? Do you think they'll get to other the other cities and try to build on the attendance in those areas for those particular teams? I, I hope so. I do know that they want to spread to two to four different sites. And I'm, 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 I'm thinking – why not just do all seven? Yeah, exactly. I mean, why not? Yeah. That, that, to me, my feeble little brain doesn't quite get that. Um, I'd like to see it all stay in Birmingham one more year. Uh, I don't know. The television ratings were, I, I think, above what they expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do want to go back to the Skip Holtz thing here, guys, because if I'm in his position, I don't want to go back and deal with portals and NIL. I want to deal with it. <laughs> and also, by the way, I have a regular work week. Mm-hmm. And I have a true off season, Tony. College coaches don't have off. There was a spark, they barely get a, a week there was off. A sparkle on his it was. When, when, when he said, "You know, I've really enjoyed this season," he said, "I could certainly see myself coaching professional players from here on out." And that may have been, you know, a precursor for him saying, "I can't wait for year number two with the Stallions." Or, hey, by the way, but what a beautiful story! I mean, the fact yeah. that you get fired and you, you're probably telling your wife and your family, "Hey, guess what? This this startup USFL league hasn't been around 37 years. They called me up. I think I'm going to take this opportunity." He has made the most out of that opportunity. And and again, I, I think one of the reasons the league was so successful was because of the TV coverage. It didn't look good on television. I was at several games. There wasn't anybody down there. I'll be honest with you. There wasn't. And certainly at the Legion Field games when they were getting ready for the World Games, yeah, there was nobody there. Um, but it doesn't matter if the, if the TV games. Uh, are getting, and they were beating MLS numbers. They were beating all kinds of different numbers from other leagues uh, on those weekends. Uh, but the fact that Fox and NBC got in bed with them, I think, was was a great move for the USFL, and I think it's got a success rate. Jay, could you see him making the jump to UAB? The money would be about the same, wouldn't that, it? And that's the reason I look, because if UAB could offer him $2 million a year, I could certainly see him making that move. And he's played the stadium already. Um, but uh, I don't think he's going to make a lateral move, not if he just said, I like to coach professional football players. But I do think his phone's ringing probably from some uh, NFL teams that are looking for a good OC. I don't know as far as in a head coach situation here, uh, yeah. uh, but certainly from an OC standpoint, he looks very comfortable. Yeah, and I think too, Matt, uh, you know, look, I mean, he, Tony's right. I mean, if it got to a million and a half, two million dollars, that big of a pay increase uh, to go at UAB. Here, here's the good thing for him in that situation would be the fact that he has a name in Birmingham now. He's built and won a championship mm-hmm. in, in that stadium. Uh, fans came out to watch. I thought he was a great mouthpiece for the league itself, not just for the Birmingham Stallions. Yeah. He, he really went out and did a lot of media work and really did the things that he needed to do to push uh, knowing the league but also his team. But, um, you know, again, I think Brian Miss is going to get a great shot here. I know that, uh, like I said, the players are excited about him as the uh, head coach of this team. And uh, But Mark Ingram has, has said, look, you know, they're going to – this is interim basis, and, and then they'll evaluate after this next year. And uh, they got put in a tough spot here with just so many weeks uh, left till they start uh, training camp. And uh, when you get to June or July, I mean, you kind of – you got to stick with what you got. And there's just not a lot 
out there to look forward to really have a chance to assess that. So um, I, I'm excited for Coach Vincent. I, I've known him for a while. I've known Coach Clark for a long time. I, hopefully uh, that he's going to have a great year, and um, we'll see what happens. But uh, Skip Holtz definitely has put himself on the radar, not just in the uh, in, at college, but also at the pro level probably, as, as Tony said, at a coordinator-type position right now. You just never, you just never know what life's going to throw at you. I mean, he's fifty-eight years old. Yep. A lot of people would say that maybe he's at the apex, about fifty, fifty-five, sixty years old. I mean, we see coaches going seventy, seventy-five years old, but he's still got a good fifteen years left in him if he wants to. Yeah, and he's right there at fifty-eight. That would be a good hire for somebody right now. And I could certainly see he just looked really uncomfortable. They never ran out of clock. He knew exactly what he wanted to play. He could have done it. He could have been sitting mm-hmm. at Buffalo Wild Wings doing QB one and killed somebody. I mean, well, he, would have, he would have knocked out of the park for his first pro league, where it wasn't pro league for a lot of the other head coaches. I guess yep. someone went straight there, but uh, yeah, you're right. He did. He did grasp the overall concept of pro football. Uh, y'all remember Chan Gailey? Oh yeah, head coach of the Birmingham Fire. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when they that league disbanded? Yep. You remember where he went? Dallas. Samford. Or Samford, yeah. That's he right. went yep. to Samford. That's right. Uh, Pete Hurd, who yep. was his offensive yep. line, yep. he stayed. He ended up at Samford. You're right. That's, so maybe right. some of these pro guys are going to hang around. I, I know yep. Tuffy Crow did, but there were several other coaches on the original Stallions that hung around in Alabama, too. Mm-hmm. Hey, yep. uh, speaking of all the Stallions and so forth, Bo Scarborough is next. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. It handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterc. Letter O. Back on the Jay Barker Show with Jay, Matt Coulter, and Tony Curry are in the AVX studio. And joining us on the line, member of the world champion United States Football League, Birmingham Stallions. Yes, sir. Everybody knows him in this area because of his very successful days in crimson and white. Bo Scarborough is on the show. Hey, Bo, how you doing? And tell us how you're feeling and how it was Sunday night. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm feeling pretty good. Everybody's and good. I'm feeling real good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling real good, you know, to be the champions of the uh, USFL, you know. It's always a good feeling when you're the champion. There's no doubt. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. And, hey, just, I was telling the guys, I mean, just based on the the first touchdown run, I mean, you just run right through the safety. Uh, he can't tackle you. Uh, you get the touchdown, goes up 10 to 3. The big run, the 70-yard run as well, where you cut back across the field, get down to the five-yard line, or the, the penalty pushes down the five-yard line, first and goal from the five. I mean, to me, those huge runs and, the, you know, the touchdown. And I, I told them, I mean, look, you know, any a lot of you guys have been MVP. I, mean, I thought you had MVP numbers as well for that game. But, man, just talk about the experience of this championship compared to the other championships you've been a part of, especially at Alabama. Uh, man, it was somewhat similar, you know, when you – when you wake up that morning and, and you had that feeling of winning, 
and you feel good and and you know and like I told Jamar and Marlon Williams, I say the game already won. We just had to go out there and execute the plays and play the game. You know, you know what I mean. And you know, my mind was already set on winning when I woke up Sunday. When I woke up Sunday morning, hmm. and and when I told Jamar them that I feel good, I just knew I was gonna have a big. I just knew I was gonna have a big game. And and and, and when I talked to the Lord and He gave me that power, and, and you know, I took advantage of it, and you know, did my will. There's no doubt. Uh, Bo Scarborough joining us right here from the world champion USFL Stallions here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. We were talking, Bo, uh, during the first segment of the show about one of the reasons I actually loved watching the USFL on television and in person down a protective this year was the lack of penalties. They let you guys play a little bit. The National Football League averages roughly 12 penalties a ball game, and the USFL just under five. Do, do you guys as players know that? Do you realize you can get away with more? I mean, the fact that I never saw a holding call this year was just wonderful. There were no blocks in the back. Do they let you play, and do you know that as a player? Uh, I mean, like, we kind of know that, but, like, we still want the call. You know what I mean? Like, you know, holding the call, that's obvious, you know. But, I'm, I'm, you know, it's good to just let her play. But also, you know, when there's something obvious, so it, has, it has to be called. Yeah. Did you, uh, and obviously uh, there's a lot of players that were in this league, including yourself, that were former NFL guys that have dipped their toe in, in the NFL league. I, I, did you see a lot of NFL caliber guys on both sides of the ball throughout the football season? You're realizing, hey, listen, there's going to be some cherry picking going on after the season? Oh, yes, sir, most definitely. Uh, Jordan Moore and, you know, the kid from um, the Marlins and uh, the kid from Houston and, you know, Gate. And uh, you know, it, it was you know, it was a lot of talented guys here. Uh Lance um Lance Lanier, uh, he's a very uh talented uh, guy. Uh it was a lot of talented guy here, man, very athletic and hard working and you know, um, wanting to put the work in. Oh, Scarborough of the Birmingham Stallions is our guest here on the Jay Barker show. Um I am not one to criticize ever. Um, particularly when coaches and, and players win a championship. But I was a little curious as why you didn't get more touches in the second half when you had 125 yards rushing at the break. Hey, I, I, only, I can only do what I'm uh, being told. I have no idea. I can only do, you know, what's being told and, you know, abide by the rules. <laughs> Spoken like a guy that played for Nick Saban. Don't you think? <laughs> hey, how excited are the guys? I mean, just talk about the celebration afterwards and, and also just knowing I think it was what, June 27th when they announced uh, that they were going to uh, have a second season for the USFL. I know that made a lot of guys feel great about that, but especially being able to come back and defend the championship. Uh, you know, the celebration was, was awesome, man. Uh, you know, bunch of champagne and, you know, cigars and everybody celebrating and thanking each other and, you know, hugging on each other and being together at one, celebrating these, you know, 10 minutes, you know, and that turned, 10 minutes actually turned into an hour of celebration. And it was pretty fun, man. It was, it, it was awesome, man. You know, it was, Good to see guys smile and, you know, be happy 
you know, they you know, they won, you know, the USFL championship and, you know, it was some guys' first championship and, you know, some guys doesn't know what it feels like and it was just amazing to experience that from, you know, on the other side. So, Bo, I just got a text from a friend of mine uh, who obviously is a big USFL fan, loved the Stallions, and watched you. I uh, was a huge Alabama fan as well. He's like, what's Bo's offseason look like? Uh, you're sitting here on July 5th, and obviously your offseason usually doesn't start this late uh, based on your career numbers. Uh, but are you waiting for the National Football League phone to ring? Has it rang, knowing that the National Football League is kicking off their preseason in just 29 days? But is that something that you'd entertain? And what, what's your thoughts on the offseason? Oh uh, yeah, they you know of course there's always uh in the in the play of uh you know playing football is the national football and you know my you no know, next up is to you know keep training and you know go back to you know the drawing board of doing what I was doing and you know you, you take a week off and it's like you took a month off so yeah, I you just go back to training and. You know, when the phone rings, you have to be ready when your number call, and, you know, that's something I have to get ready for. Bo, if um, if it didn't work out in the NFL or perhaps another league, uh, would you come back next season based on what you knew? And, and go into a little bit of detail of, of how the travel was to Canton and how the staying in Birmingham worked out for you personally. Uh, I was... I would have to say, yeah, I, I would come back. Uh, it was very organized. A uh, lot of great coaches, a lot of great players, uh, relationships. I built a lot of relationships with a lot of guys from different places and, you know, different coaches. And, you know, everything was, you know, uh, pretty cool. And like I said, you build a relationship with guys and, you know, you, they become part of your daily routine. You see them every day. Um, and... Yeah, it was just very organized, and we had great um, coaches, uh, coaches, especially Coach Kirsten and Coach Holtz and uh, Mike Jones and all those guys, and, you know, it was fun. It was a fun ride. Yeah, what if, you know, a lot of uh, talk about uh, Skip Holtz and job he did this year, and just talk about that relationship. I mean, you, what was it? I think it was May 9th that you actually got introduced. I remember seeing some of the articles about that. May 15th was your debut for the Stallion. I mean, you've been there less than two months um, and yet got a championship. And he was a huge part of that end-of-the-year run for them and, and, and what you created for them on that offensive side of the ball. But talk about that relationship and what he's meant for this team and, and also for the league itself. Uh, yeah, uh, co-host, man, he's a uh, player coach. Uh, he likes to have fun with the players. And, you know, we uh, always had milkshake Tuesday. And, you know, his wife would bring up milkshake and and, you know, she would have a different kind of vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. So you can get, you know, a choice of three different flavors. And, you know, he he uh, he made it fun for us. I can tell you that. Uh, he took her to Top Golf and took her to the museum. And, you know, he did a lot of fun things for us. And, you know, they made us, you know, want to play football even more and brought us together as a team. And, you know, that was a team bonding thing. And, you know, when you do things together and get to know your players, you understand, you know, uh, how they feel and, you know, why they playing the game of football. And it, you know, you know, makes you think. And, you know, and you, and you start to have a spot in your heart for that player. And that brings you guys closer. And, 
you know, that will make a championship team relationships and, you know, being able to, you know, hold each other accountable. He's got two national championships, obviously, with the University of Alabama, and, of course, uh, now a, a world championship with the USFL Stallions. Bo Scarborough joins us here on the uh, Jay Barker Radio Network. As a uh, as a fan and as, as, as a big watcher, of course, of the Stallions throughout the season, there were two things that I really, uh, one, I love seeing, and one, I, I do not like seeing. The first is your thoughts on the onside fourth and 12 play that obviously is adopted by the USFL. I think a lot of fans love that. And the second thing is, did you ever want to swat that damn drone out of the sky? That Great drone, question. That drone was on the field, and I'm thinking to myself, if I saw that thing flying around my head because it was so close, I'd want to take a swipe at it. Uh, man, um, with that drone, man, uh, one time I kept thinking that it was like a bug flying over my head, and I kept judging. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, that's just a drone. <laughs> so uh, it, 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 it kind of it distracted me a few times uh, flying over my head on the sideline. So, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I don't like that, uh, that fourth and 12 because, you know, that's critical, man. Uh, you know, anything possible, you can get those 12 yards and you get the ball back after you just scored and kicked the field. Though that's not football. Come on. I, I, I don't think that's fair. <laughs> Yeah, and like you never call a penalty in an NBA game in the final six seconds of a game, you better not be calling penalties on that fourth and twelve play over the oh. middle, man. Like right, I have a few. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Bo, what what did you learn? Uh, did, did you find a go to restaurant or someplace in Birmingham that you like to hang out that maybe you didn't know about in your years at Tuscaloosa? Uh, this place called it called uh, your mama's. Uh, it owned about uh, yeah. two two ladies and. I didn't. I never knew about that place, and it's it pretty good. The chicken is amazing, and uh, oh. I didn't. I didn't know it was that good over there until I actually went over there. Um, when a couple of guys told me about it. Yeah, that's uh, that's Birmingham soul food. It's that fine. Good, yeah. Hey, Bo, thanks for your time. Congratulations, and uh, sometime in the near future, I'll give you directions. We'd love to have you come sit Congrats, in the studio Bo. with us for a while. Yes, sir. I, um, that'd be great. Good guy. Thanks, yeah. Bo. Uh, you're listening to the Jay Barker Show. Tone, you got a... I got a boogie, man. Thank you, you for having me. got a boogie on the phone. I'll come in Thanks, uh, later on this week. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank good. you, Jay. Bro. Uh, Appreciate you, man. All right. Uh, when we get back, Jay and I will be here. What? there's some stories. There's one thing coming out of Tuscaloosa that just blew me up. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, muggy afternoon across West Alabama. A few scattered showers and storms through the evening hours. The high today, 94. Tonight's low, 76. Tomorrow, morning sunshine. A few scattered storms by afternoon. The high at 95. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
Barker show. Down. I don't know what y'all did on 4th of July. I, I hope you had time to spend with your family. Uh, to me, that's what I did all weekend, uh, although my son was at the beach. Anyway, I, I try my best to do that. Watched a few fireworks. None of the fireworks, I think, could compare to what happened in Tuscaloosa. And here we go, Jonathan. We'll count it down in three, two, one. And the crowd went wild. Those were the uh, fireworks of the implosion of Tutwiler, which, uh, Jay, I don't know about you, but Tutwiler was like the dorm when I was on campus. Uh, it, it had not become so spread out at that time. Uh, and I, believe it or not, I got there shortly after it was uh, christened as a brand-new building, and now it's gone. So that uh, tells you how old I am and how old Tutwiler was. But had I known that this was going to happen, have been paying more attention i would have grabbed my grandkids and come over there did you watch it have you seen it uh did you spend much time in Tutwiler? yeah i saw it uh i saw it happening and uh or, or watched it, the uh, videos i'm sorry of it not actually <clears throat> they're watching it but yeah i mean it was a landmark uh been there for years and and probably a lot of people sad to see it go down i'm sure there were some that may be happy that it went down <laughs> and uh, making yeah. sure that uh, some things are hidden <laughs> from days in the past. But, uh, but a lot of uh, a lot of great memories, though, and, you know, I, I think that's definitely one of the great landmarks of the university for a lot of us that were there and kind of sad to see it go down. But I know that progress continues, and, um, man, I tell you, the, uh, the the amount of building and, and the amount of uh, what's, what's happened there, look at that. That's unbelievable. We're watching it live on Bam Insider Live TV um, with our YouTube TV as well as the Bam Insider Facebook Live. If you want to see some of the video of it, uh, we're playing it for you right now. But yeah, I mean, it's you know a lot of a lot of progress continues to happen at the University of Alabama. Yeah, like the um, the set of dormitories, and it's not one building. It, it looks like a small college campus right behind Tutwiler that they have built to replace. And you know, when Tutwiler was built, it was considered like a Taj Mahal women's dorms, but my word, you driven through that area where they're building. I, I think they've reached completion on most of it, but and I'm not sure what it's, if it's called Tutwiler again or not. But you can see if you're watching on on our uh, YouTube platform and so forth, you can see how they have the windows and everything shaded. Um, in the I believe that's the new Tutwiler behind it. But have you seen it? It's uh, it's incredible. It, like I said, it's, it looks like a small college. Yeah, everything there now is just so first class. I mean, all the dorms, uh, new fraternity houses they've built. There's not many colleges in the United States that have fraternity and sorority houses like the University of Alabama's got, uh, much less in the SEC, uh, much less in our state uh, with other you know big schools. But it's um, you know the, the progress they've made, the things that they've done, the amount of students now that are there. The only thing sometimes that I worry about, but I think it's good for the for the community, and I think good for the uh, city of Tuscaloosa as well as where it spreads out through the Birmingham area up in the Huntsville. Uh, a lot of kids head to Nashville as well. So it's definitely, you know, going from when I was there, I think 16, 17,000 
uh, uh, students enrolled, probably about the same when you were there. And then, you know, they came in, Dr. Witt yeah. said, look, we're, we're the University of Alabama. We need to be the biggest school in the state. We need to be competing on a national level and now right at 40,000 students. So, and if probably that number was 70-30, now 70-30 uh, out-of-state students, if not more. And, uh, you know, look, that's that's what's created this progress and the amount of money that they've been able to raise through not only tuition and out-of-state tuition, but through the fundraising efforts they've done. They've done a terrific job. And, and Alabama is now, has been a first-class place, but even even better now than ever. And we'll continue to progress in that direction. Got about a minute before we hit the top of the hour, Jay. Did you do anything fun, special over the holiday weekend? Yeah, I mean, just you know, with family and friends, and uh, you know, also uh, my sister's birthday was on Friday, so and I, we said happy birthday to her then. But um, you know, we had also uh, head to the lake, uh, and uh, we'll be there throughout the week, and uh, can't wait for that with the kids and stuff. So excited about uh, kind of having a post. I, I didn't want to be on the lake on Fourth of July. Uh, it's crazy at that point in time, but. Um, these next few days through the weekend will be hopefully really nice, get some nice weather. and uh, But I'll still be on the show from there through StreamYard like I am right now and look forward to that as well. So, yeah, uh, great weekend. I hope you did as well. Joey Chestnut getting his 15th title. What about that with the Nathan's uh, famous hot dog eating contest they do every year? 63 hot dogs and buns. Did you see the idiot that tried to make his protest and Joey just grabbed him by the neck and threw him down while he was continuing to eat hot dogs? Yes. One of the greatest pieces of video over the weekend. He didn't mess him up. It, it, it kept eating. Great but this stuff. guy was trying to, uh, he was protesting Smithfield as a Death Star. And the guy was wearing a Darth Vader helmet. I mean, how much credibility does your protest have if you're wearing a Darth Vader helmet and interrupting a hot dog eating contest? <laughs> I mean, you know what? I what? A, and and then on the shot we're showing... He covers up the S in Smithfield. So the first thing I Googled was Mythfield. Then I eventually found out what it meant. Way to go, Joey. What a goop. You know what? What a goop. All right, coming up, another hour with Jay Barker. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids go into that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community but, more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. 
I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. And look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner. And you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. 
You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tide. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome to the Jay Barker Show, hour number two. Jay's with us by a stream yard, by a phone. We'll be joined here in just literally seconds by Mick Gillespie. I guess I'll pass this news along as quickly as I received it. The number one junior college receiver in all of uh, in all of football. Top dog Big T's number one, Malik Benson, that he was going to announce at one. I think he announced at one oh one second because it's already up and he will play for the University of Alabama. That is huge news. Um, we'll be joined by Mick on that note. Mick, first of all, did you have a good fourth? Yeah, I did. I uh, spent it at the uh, Barons game last night. So a couple of rain delays, but I uh, got to watch the uh, fireworks that they had. And before that, the ones on Red Mountain had a really good view from the press box. Um, yeah, I, awesome. uh, did you go out and pull tarp yourself? No, no, but if they needed my help, you know, I'm buddies with Jonathan, Jonathan yeah. Nelson, GM. I would I would help him out in a second. That's my boy right there. He's a great guy. What do you think about Malik Benson, and uh, what do you know about him as a receiver? Well, I mean, look, this is someone that can definitely impact the class, you know, and a lot of big contenders were after him. Um, and a lot of these commitments are starting to come in right now. But, um, but I think it's another – we've seen this for years with Nick Saban. But this is a, another player that's going to be able to come in and hopefully make an impact right away. So what was your – so 4th of July, what would you normally do on a 4th of July, especially now in Fairhope and with the boat and all that? I mean, um, I'm sure you'll make up for that over the next few days. Yeah, I'm on my way there now. Uh, look, Jonathan's from Fairhope. You were talking about Jonathan and the Barons. And he said the two days that he misses the most uh, from growing up, were Fat Tuesday, you know, which is during Mardi Gras on the Fourth of July. So I would I would have boated down to the uh, the Legion, uh, post one ninety nine there on the beach, and and uh, anchored up by that tiki bar, and watched uh, my guys with East LA Fadeaway play a little dead music. I, I probably had the family on the boat. It would have been a good Fourth of July, but I, you know what? I was calling the balls and strikes, so. That was a fun one, too. Look, baseball is so much part of the 4th of July. And I saw where D.J. LeMayu, a guy that I know from uh, his time with the Cubs, 
said, hey, I can't believe the Yankees aren't playing on the 4th of July. And honestly, I, I can't either. I mean, like, 4th of July, I think of, like, fireworks and baseball. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they didn't play either. What's up with that? Braves played. Braves won. Uh, you're right. Uh, baseball is an integral part of it. If I may ask, uh, who were you calling the game for? For the Smokies, playing the Barons. So are you traveling full-time? I should know this off-air, but I don't. Yeah. You yeah. Just, do yeah, you do every single one of their games? I do most of them. Um, I do miss some, but, you know, it's, I do most of them, and then when football starts, you know, I kind of pivot in August towards a, a lot of the Alabama stuff. I mean, I keep my eye on all the Alabama stuff anyway, but um, but yeah, so those are my two gigs, uh, working with the Cubs and, and, and doing the Smokies and then uh, covering Alabama for uh, the Bama football tailgate show, which I host, and then on Bama Insider. Uh, tell everybody where yeah, they can find those properties. there for Bama Insider and yeah, a little, little pitch in there for Bam Insider. Uh, the YouTube channel is where I spend my time, and uh, the YouTube channel is amazing, man. I, I don't know that there's a bigger college sports YouTube channel than what we've got going on at Bam Insider, like 75,000 subscribers. Andrew Bone, go on there. Andrew Bone and Kyle Henderson, they're going to have on whatever the breaking news is. Anytime there's a recruit that signs, boom, go on there and find out about them. Because uh, we're we're normally the first ones to have anything up, and I'll tell you what we do. You know, Bone. I mean, he comes on here; he's the best. Yeah, no doubt. And we're going to have him hopefully at the bottom of this hour, and get a chance to talk about this big commitment for Alabama today, and uh, we'll get more more take from him. I know right now he's doing a live interview uh, with him on Bam Insider, so uh, a lot of a lot of great stuff that he puts up uh, for the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide fans. As far as we talked to Bo Scarborough earlier, former Alabama running back, and they win the USFL. He actually had a great day. Matt was bringing up a great point, 125 yards first half. They really didn't use him a ton in the second, only 10 yards in the second half, 13 carries, 135 yards, one touchdown. But I thought it was interesting in the conversation with him. I mean, he's excited about coming back next year, always an open door or looking towards trying to get back to the NFL uh, but uh, just a league like this, it gives guys like a Bo Scarborough a chance not only to show themselves uh, to the NFL teams, more importantly, to be a part of a team, to keep playing the game that you love and have a chance to win another championship. Yeah, I love it for him. You know, and I and one of the biggest disappointments that I have in, in my play-by-play days was when I was at County High and, and he was transferring there, and I thought, man, this is going to be a great team. It would have been one of the best high school football teams in our area. And um, he ended up going somewhere else, like to Florida, I think the IMG or whatever. But I saw, saw him play and, uh, and caught some of his games when he was at um, Northridge. And I've been a fan ever since. Guy, I love the interview. I, I loved him talking about the drone. You know, and I was kind of wondering the same thing, you know. And it's not like I'm a big USFL guy. But I, but I, I get the impact of trying to do some different stuff, you know. Like that's, that's where we, we – remember the XFL, we learned a lot about, you know, how to put a football game on from the original XFL, you know. And, and it's, it's cool to see these guys experimenting with stuff as well. And some of it might stick and some of it won't. But, um, but I give the league a lot of credit. And I'm also really glad that it's coming back. And it's cool to see Birmingham win a championship, you know. I mean, we'll, we'll be talking about it forever, you know. I, I still hear people talk about the original uh, USFL Birmingham team, so – 
you know, congratulations to those guys. And, uh, you know, and, and, and a championship at any level is a championship. Absolutely. And Birmingham thusly celebrated. Uh, Mick Gillespie, Bam Insider, is, uh, and, the, and the Smokies is with us here on the Jay Barker Show. What do you see as the immediate future as in next year with the Stallions and the USFL? Well, I mean, I think they just got to continue to grow. They need to probably expand into some new markets. Um, I think that the fact that they they have, you know, pulled it off this first year and are going for a second year tells you that this thing's, this thing's going to be here for a while. And honestly, I don't think it would have ever stopped last time if it wasn't for COVID. So I'm just expecting kind of the same exact thing, you know, like just keep playing and, uh, and branch out. You know, this, I felt like this year was more of, hey, let's get through this. Let's figure out what we're doing here. You know, they kind of they condensed everything into the Birmingham area. And now uh, it'll be time to branch out into some other markets, I'm guessing. Mick, we've not had a chance to talk to you since the, uh, I guess, the, the proposed now expansion of the Big Ten, USC, UCLA, and um, looking to try to move into the Big Ten and, and be a part of a bigger uh, conference as far as the uh, the TVIs and, and what the Big Ten has done. SEC expanded with Oklahoma and Texas. And I'd love to just get your thoughts, first of all, uh, how surprised were you that that news came up? Again, it kind of snuck up on us like some other things have before, especially with Texas and Oklahoma. But uh, this is not the end. I mean, this thing's going to keep building. Where, where do you see this going? And, again, first, your, your, your thoughts about USC and UCLA. Yeah, I saw one commentator said that he knew for two months, and I just uh, snickered, like, okay. Um, I, it took everybody by surprise, you know, and if that guy knew how, how did the commissioner of the league not know, you know, how would somebody not have tipped that guy off, you know? So I, I thought they caught all of us absolutely off guard, just like they did last time with Texas and, uh, and Oklahoma. And the only way you pull those type moves off is it's got to be a really tight inner circle. Right. So I, I was shocked. Um, and I, and I, I look at the big 10 and I'm going, you know what, man, these guys, what they're doing is they're trying to compete with the SEC and they're doing a damn good job of it. Like that, th- those are two really good programs to add uh, TV markets. You know, and then I take a look at the SEC and some, some people aren't going to like me saying this, but for years I've looked at Mississippi state, I throw Vandy in there now and I'm going, you know, where's the value with some of these markets, you know, like at, at some point, you know, if you're looking at it from a business standpoint, you know, you, you've got to add some of these big-time markets. You know, like Missouri. Why is Missouri in the SEC? You know what? Oklahoma State would have been a better fit. West Virginia would have been a better fit. And I know it's in the middle of nowhere, but I'll tell you what, West Virginia has a huge fan base that stretches into the mid-Atlantic. So this is a, a, a war right now for territory for these TV, for these TV deals, and then also what's going to happen with the college football playoff and uh, I, I thought it was a great move. Now, I'm curious to see what happens with the Pac-12. Um, th- their leadership has been about as bad as what we got in the White House right now, to be honest with you. And it's, and it's like you sit around and scratch your head all the time. Sorry about that, guys. Um, but you sit around and you scratch your head on them. They had one of the best conferences out there. And then all of a sudden, like, I don't know if it's going to survive anymore. You know, and, and they didn't place, you know, the whole COVID disaster that they had. Um, just be glad that the SEC had strong leadership during COVID because it has made a colossal difference in, in, in everything moving forward. And I feel like that part of this has to do with the way 
that they bungled COVID. I don't know that they survived the Pac-12. Yeah. Mick, um, yeah. You, yeah. you just got windshield right. time I mean, here. It, what's that? You just got windshield time. Can you stay another segment? Oh, yeah, of course I can. All right. Uh, you're listening to the Jay Barker Show. That's Mick Gillespie. I'm Matt Coulter at AVX. And uh, Lars is uh, taking some time off. Actually, he's, he's going to get a puppy. So, uh, I mean, oh, nice. if you're going to take time off from the Jay Barker Show, going to get a puppy is a significant and just cause. Uh, Jay Barker is with us as well. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, muggy afternoon across West Alabama. A few scattered showers and storms through the evening hours. The high today, 94. Tonight's low, 76. Tomorrow, morning sunshine. A few scattered storms by afternoon. The high at 95. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back on the Jay Barker Show, Matt and Jay, our weekly guest is Mick Gillespie. If you're just tuning in, Malik Benson has announced that he was he's going to play his college football at the University of Alabama. Um, I don't know that that came as a huge surprise. I was just looking at one of these sites. Andrew Bone was a part of this. That um, He wasn't just leaning towards Alabama. He was headed to Alabama. I think this might have been more than a formality. Before we went into the break, we were talking with Jay and with Mick uh, uh, about the announcement that USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten in 2024. One of the real cogs in all of this, Mick, is Notre Dame. Uh, Have you got inside sources at South Bend? Do you know anything that we don't? Uh, is Is their future in the Big Ten? Look, ironically, I did spend some time with one of the guys on their uh, uh, board of directors last week, but I, I didn't even ask about that. You know, we were talking about other stuff. I, I, I think that it might have came up if they were thinking about it. But if if I was betting and I said, hey, they were going to a conference, I'd say out of the ACC going to the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten will make a deal for them. They fit that footprint. They're right there. Um, I don't think that talent-wise, and I know they've done really well in, in recruiting so far this year, but I, I don't think that talent-wise that they would be able to hang in the SEC, game in and game out. I really don't. With that said, look, I grew up watching Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame. I'm a Catholic guy, you know, Irish Catholic guy. I thought Notre Dame was great, so I went to Alabama, and now I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, but, you know, I remember Lou Holt and uh, Rocket Ishmael and, you know, those days. But those days are far over. I mean, the fact that Brian Kelly left there to go to Alabama. With that said, Notre Dame has their own television deal. 
brand and all college. I, I, I know why there's so much. And I would be shocked if they ended up anywhere other than. SEC, I think it'd be awesome. And how 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 cool would it be to go, you know, Alabama play Notre Dame every once in a while in South Bend, and then every once in a while in Tuscaloosa would be great. But I, I just don't feel like, and that's just me off the cuff. No no one told me anything, but I. I there might be one bad sell between here and Fairhope, and I think Mick has managed to find it, Jay. You guys lose me? <laughs> I think so, too. Just for a minute, yeah. There we go. We got you back now. But uh, I'm back. Okay. Yeah, for a second there. Hey, so, um, okay, good. You're back. So, uh, looking at expansion, and we were talking about this the other day. Just love to get your perspective on it. And I want to remind our audience, we got Andrew Bones going to be joining us at 1.30. We'll talk about Malik Benson with him. So, uh, stay tuned for that. The, the latest uh, recruitment commitment to the Crimson Tide, uh, uh, the most outstanding wide receiver, one of the most sought after in the country. But um, we were talking about expansion and where the where the SEC might go. And you know, I talked about as far as Clemson or you know Virginia Tech or North Carolina, um, Florida State, Miami. But some of those teams, like who would you like to see if the, if the SEC was to expand again? Go after. Look, I would go after Carolina and Duke. I'd get Kansas, and then I'd add one other school. I'd, I'd love to solidify basketball. The basketball. Because you'd have Kentucky, Kansas, and North Carolina in the same conference. Nobody could touch you. And Duke. And maybe add, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe like a wild card, like uh, Oklahoma State or something like that. You know, just, I, I mean, I, I know those three would be at the top of my list. I've heard people say Clemson. Seems like a small market to me. Um, you know, maybe Florida State. I've always kind of liked Florida State. But if I had to go into the ACC, it would be North Carolina and Duke. I personally get a little sideways when we when we end up. This is not a personal. Uh, I'm not pointing a finger at you, Mick, or anybody else. But when we start talking about markets, um, you know, no, uh, Clemson, South Carolina is not a huge market. But the Clemson fan base is. And, and and I I liken it to those that say, okay, the Big Ten went out and got Rutgers because they want New York. How many Rutgers fans are there? I mean, is that really guarantee you a, a huge portion of New York City? Uh, same thing with Maryland. I guess my question, Mick, yeah. is do we, do we base a little bit too much on just how big their TV market is if they're really not big in that TV market? Well, look, with Clemson – they're great now, right? Dabo kind of turned their program around. But what the you know the ten years, twenty years before they they started to win, they were mediocre. You know they didn't have any ten win seasons. You know going back to when they won their championship in what nineteen eighty or eighty one or whatever, and then all of a sudden you know like they're just like a pretty good program but nothing special. You know like North Carolina, there's North Carolina and Duke fans everywhere. You know they're like Alabama fans. I mean you just. It, it, they transcend where they're at. Now, Clemson's built a good, you know, a good following lately. I mean, look, I, I, we've played them in so many of these bowl games. I, I get it. I've, I've gotten my change back, parking my car, and I've had, like, the $2 bill with the, 
you know, the stamp, the, the tiger print on there and all that stuff. Yeah, that's great. But, you know, if, if, unless you're saying, hey, you know, like, go, let's go back to the way that it used to be back in the 30s, you know, where the uh, Southern Conference had like 23 teams. You know, that'd be fine with me, too. Like, let's throw 23 in there. And then let's add them and, and Florida State. And, you know, and, and you, could t- you could have a couple misses. You know, I, I'm not sure, like, what the grand scheme plan is here other than I'm guessing that these conferences want to be able to have their own football playoffs and they want to have the, 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 the most power amongst the teams that they have, the, the best competition. And unfortunately, I feel like we're fixing a system that isn't broken. It's, it's been great, you know, for years. But I have no idea where this thing's going at all. You know, I don't have a source that's whispered in my ear and two months from now, I'm going to pop up and say, hey, I knew that. Like, I have no idea. This is like, so this stuff is just absolutely so mind-boggling to me. I would have never thought that Texas and Oklahoma one day just would have been like, hey, we're going to the SEC. And then USC and UCLA, boom, we're going to the SEC. But who knows? If the footprint is building, you know, conferences with, you know, 20 three teams like they had back in the thirties. And you know what? Then take Clemson and take Florida state. But if you're limiting to, Hey, we're going to do 20. Then I would say at the top of my list would be Duke and North Carolina. And I North Carolina plays football and, and basketball. And then, uh, you know, and obviously Duke is, is a basketball powerhouse. But I mean, if I guess if it's all football related then scrap Duke and grab, grab Clemson and grab Florida state, and maybe even take Miami. Mick Gillespie, Bam Insider, joining us, and uh, always great to have him on with this perspective. Hey, Clemson, we, we, we talked about them a little bit, and every offseason it seems like they just kind of get drowned out by all the other kind of news or attention, especially on the national level. Where do you see that program right now football-wise with Dabo Sweeney and, and the coaching staff and kind of – you just don't hear a lot about them and – I watched their spring game, and I, I just did not see the talent or the size that I've seen in the past with these Clemson teams. Yeah, look, first off, I would say if people have asked me this lately, if Nick Saban left, who who would I want to take over the Alabama program? And I'm, I'm steadfast on Dabo. And I know that some people disagree, some people agree, but I think he's a great coach. Obviously he is. Look, he's won multi-national championships and they've been in contention. This is going to be the toughest year he's ever had. You know, he lost both of his coordinators and they promote it within, you know, how's that going to work out? You know, how's recruiting? You know, when, when they were making their run to all these titles, they were beating Alabama for a lot of big time players, you know, and now honestly it's the Texas schools in Miami that I'm noticing that are beating Alabama and Georgia for these blue chip players. So we'll find out. I, I, I thought that last year that looking at the problems that Clemson had, the fact that they still won 10 games was really telling to how good of a coaching job that Dabo did. But if he doesn't get the blue chip players there, and if they don't have the money to jump into this NIL thing, and, and, I mean, look, let's be honest. This is post-sports now. They're going to be paying these guys. Um, and Clemson could drift off and, and kind of be like they were, you know, before he took the job when it was, you know, uh, Bowden was coaching over there, Tommy Bowden. And uh, 
and they weren't winning a whole lot. They were winning some, but not a whole lot. Not not the big game. Hey, Mick. Safe travels down to Fairhope. We feel like the parent I want to mm-hmm. Well, good. Tell Bone I said hey, and great to talk to you guys as always. Roll Tide. All right. Thank you, sir. You're listening to Jay Marker Show. Speaking of Andrew Bone, he just talked to Malik Benson, and we'll talk to Bone in about three minutes. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. It handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's 
Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC. Letter O. Jay Barker Show, Matt and Jay here. Also being joined, you can tell by the music. This is walk-up song. Andrew Bond, Bam Insider, is tearing it up today and always with recruiting. Andrews, Matt, and Jay, let's just lead off with it. Uh, how was your conversation with Malik, and how dang good is this guy? Well, it was a good conversation. You know, Malik and I <laughs> had a chance to uh, talk earlier today. This is the uh, top junior college player in the country, uh, wide receiver out of Hutchinson Community College in Kansas, announced his commitment uh, about 30 minutes ago to the Alabama Crimson Tide over Georgia and Tennessee. And, you know, we had a chance to, uh, to talk to him, you know, multiple times over the course of the last, you know, really the last month. And, you know, we kind of knew that Alabama was in a really strong position with him. You know, he told me, he said, you know, when he started getting recruited, one of his goals that he wrote down was to receive an offer from the University of Alabama. And he said that was kind of his ultimate goal is, is to receive that offer. And once he received the offer from them, you know, he knew that that was probably going to be the place that he was going to go. But finally got a chance to see everything uh, up close and personal uh, during the middle of the month. Visited Alabama with his family. Really was just blown away by everything. But, you know, what really sticks out to him is obviously the, uh, you know, the, de- the development at the wide receiver position. Uh, you know, that's something that, you know, really speaks volumes, obviously, to receivers these days. It's crazy to, you know, Thinking that Alabama is now a wide receiver, you compared to what they what they were probably 15 years ago. I mean, you, they could not get any uh, any elite receivers on board. And you know, when Julio Jones uh, you know, signed with Alabama, I think that just changed everything as far as you know being able to lure those elite receivers, those top end guys, and you know, obviously the the first round draft picks and you know uh, Heisman Trophy winner at the position certainly uh, didn't hurt either. But uh, but this is a very talented wide receiver, uh, runs a 10-4, 100-meter. Uh, he's a early enrollee, or not an early enrollee, but he'll be there. He's a mid-year grad, so he'll graduate from junior college in December, enroll at Alabama, and uh, you know he's certainly excited about his future in Tuscaloosa. I think he's got a chance to be a you know, an immediate contributor. I mean, this, that's how good this kid is. I mean, he's got elite speed, um, you know, great route runner, you know, really can get up and go. You know, it's not it's not just speed; it's football speed. It's the ability to, uh, you know, beat defenders. Uh, you know, coming out 
of your breaks and, you know, coming off the ball. I mean, this is a guy that uh, is very explosive and definitely somebody that uh, Alabama prioritized and really wanted as a part of, of its program. And, and now they have him on board. And, uh, you know, it's been a good run for Alabama over the course of the last couple of weeks. I mean, they, they've had seven new commitments in the 2023 class since June the 20th. Um, they also picked up one commitment in the 2024 class, so that's eight total commitments since June the 20th, and I don't think they're slowing down anytime soon. I think we're going to see some more decisions happening over the course of the next uh, couple weeks. We might see some happen this week uh, in favor of the Crimson Tide. So uh, things are starting to turn up a nice. You know, everybody kept wondering when are when were these commitments going to happen. We kept saying, just be patient, let these official visits happen, and, uh, and then we'll start seeing a lot of decisions. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. Andrew Bone joining us from Bama Insider, our recruiting analyst and specialist, and talking about Malik Benson. He had a great uh, interview with him just a little over 30 minutes ago as he made his commitment to the Crimson Tide. Who does he remind you of, receiver at Alabama, that's either there now or in the past? Well, you know, with with his speed, I mean, and you know, he even brought it up during the conversation. He says, you know, he's watched Alabama so much over the course of the last few years that, you know, he kind of compares his game as a little bit of a mixture between Henry Ruggs and uh, J-Mo. I mean, he feels like he's got the speed uh, that can beat anybody uh, over the top. Uh, you know, a lot like those two guys. He said his favorite player growing up, or favorite player of the last couple of years, not necessarily growing up, uh, was Devontae Smith. So, you know, really watch those guys. Um, you know, he looks, you know, you watch his film, he looks kind of effort, effortless uh, out there running his, his routes, and he's just easily gliding gliding by these uh, these defenders. I mean, you know, this is a kid who you know, didn't have the academics uh, coming out of junior college, and he knew that. He knew that he was going to have to go the JUCO route, uh, but really focused in. I mean, you know, really settled in once he once he got to Hutchinson and, and stayed focused in the classroom, um, but also you know became one of the uh, you know the very best junior college players in the country. Um, yeah, he had. I think he averaged over 28 yards per reception uh, during his freshman season last year, and, and that is the uh, record for uh, single-season uh, yards per reception in, in junior college ranks. So uh, this is a, a very explosive guy, a guy that can make a lot of big plays happen, and uh, I think he's going to be a huge benefit to this Alabama offense. You know, obviously, you know, we've seen a lot of great receivers uh, come through Alabama. There's some great receivers there now, but, you know, he just adds to the mix. And uh, I think this is a guy that's going to contribute, you know, very early, despite the talent that's there now. Alabama typically doesn't go after a junior college player, player or a, you know, transfer unless they feel like these are guys that can come in and, and you know, play immediately. They're not looking for a transfer or, you know, someone in junior college is going to come in and sit the bench. So they've got a lot of faith in this guy and uh, definitely somebody that they really wanted. And now they have on board. Great get for the Crimson Tide. And again, we're talking to Andrew Bone, our recruiting analyst specialist from Bama Insider. If you don't mind, just kind of run down for us. What are the outside of uh, receiver with, with uh, the now landing Malik? Kind of where is Alabama kind of feeling or feels like they're not set, but feeling better about the recruiting class as you talk about the numbers since June 20th and kind of what are some of the needs that they still need to fill? Well, I think, you know, you look at 
what they've added over the course of the last couple of weeks. I mean, you get two wide receivers with Malik Benson and then Cole Adams out of Oklahoma. Uh, you know, a couple of offensive linemen who've jumped on board, both in-state guys with Will Conformby out of Tuscaloosa. Uh, and then yesterday, uh, Raquez McKeldery uh, out of Aniston, who flipped his commitment from uh, decommitted from Georgia a couple of days ago and then committed to Alabama yesterday. We essentially call that a flip. Um, you know, they got a you know, outstanding linebacker commitment um, from Justin Jefferson out of Pearl River. Uh, you know, another junior college guy. We don't often see Alabama sign multiple junior college players uh, in its class, but now they have two junior college players in uh, Benson and Jefferson. So, you know, you look at, you know, where they are now and, you know, kind of what they're looking at moving forward. I think, you know, some of the biggest question marks is, you know, running back. Who's going to be that um, that bell cow in this uh, in this recruiting class. I, I think it's probably going to be Richard Young uh, out of Florida, who's been a top priority for Alabama for a long time. But you know he's uh, you know he, he has several schools that are high on his list, including uh, including Georgia. So um, I think in the end he ends up p- picking Alabama. But uh, you know obviously we're going to be watching that one pretty closely. They're still looking at you know filling some needs on the offensive and defensive line. You know they don't have any defensive line commitments just yet. But I think there's some that are that are getting pretty close, and you know we'll see one in-state kid announce his decision this week. Um, Peter Woods from Thompson High School is going to be announcing his commitment on Friday. Still leaning with Clemson right now. I think he ends up committing to Clemson. I, I, I don't think Alabama is going to be out of the race, even if uh, he does commit there. Uh, I think that they're going to be in it all the way until the end. But still leaning with Clemson, but you know there's a lot of other defensive linemen that are out there who have high interest in Alabama. We're going to see some linebackers probably come off the board over the course of the next couple of weeks. Alabama certainly has, uh, you know, been really pushing for um, uh, Raul uh, Aguirre out of uh, out of Georgia. Uh, Malik Bryant out of Florida is going to be making his commitment uh, in the next couple of weeks. I think he's set to announce on July the 23rd. Alabama is still recruiting some other top linebackers throughout the country, including Quay Russo out of uh, Carver High School in Montgomery and Suntorian. Uh, Perkins out of Mississippi is currently committed to Ole Miss, but very high interest in Alabama and definitely somebody that we're going to be uh, paying very close attention to in the uh, upcoming weeks. And, and I think you look at the defensive back position. Alabama's recruited defensive back really well in this class, you know, including a couple recent commitments with uh, Brayson Hubbard uh, out of Ocean Springs, Mississippi, and then Tony Mitchell uh, out of um, out of Alabaster at Thompson High School. But who's going to be that next big DB to commit? You know, uh, there's a lot of eyes on two guys, Caleb Downs uh, out of Georgia, the number one safety in the country, and then uh, Cormani McLean out of Florida. You know, is Cormani potentially going to make a decision over the course of the next couple of weeks, or will he stretch it into the season? He took unofficial visits uh, last month, but uh, but we've heard that a decision could be coming down the pipeline here pretty soon, so we're going to be paying pretty close attention. Uh, there and then, um, you know, Alabama's still kind of in the mix for one more quarterback in this class, despite uh, having a uh, commitment from Eli Holstein. Uh, I think they would certainly like to add one more. Uh, Dylan Lonergan uh, out of Georgia is going to be making his commitment on uh, July the twelfth. So we're, that's another guy that um, you know I think could end up in Alabama's class. It's a pretty tight race between Alabama, Stanford, and South Carolina. But you know he had definitely has high interest in Alabama. Has felt like a priority from Alabama, and you know I could easily see him being that second quarterback in this class. So we'll just have to kind of wait and see how that all unfolds over the course of the next few weeks. But uh, but things are starting to really pick up. You know, Alabama, 
Now, like I said, they were sitting with uh, only four commitments uh, a few weeks ago, now uh, now up to 11 in this 2023 class. Yeah, they're turning it on, particularly over the last week, and nobody keeps up with it better than Andrew Bone, who's been on the phone. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Andrew Bone, Bama Insider and all, uh, following that, by the way, that interview with Malik Benson is online here in just a couple of minutes, and you can pull it down and see, you know, some of the reasons why Malik decided to stay and uh, actually to go to Alabama and leave Lansing, Kansas, and Hutchinson Junior College. Uh, when we get back, Alex uh, Bauman, our intern, is um, actually, you know, doing what 19-year-olds do during the middle of the summer. Uh, he's enjoying some vacation time. He'll be off this week, but uh, I still got a couple of uh, interesting story that I'm, stories that I'm going to throw Jay Barker's way in just a second. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, muggy afternoon across West Alabama. A few scattered showers and storms through the evening hours. The high today, 94. Tonight's low, 76. Tomorrow, morning sunshine. A few scattered storms by afternoon. The high at 95. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back on the Jay Barker Show, Matt and Jars, Lars, Lars is on, uh, he's on assignment, actually. Um, Jay's with us, Matt's with us, Josh, Jonathan, as always, thank you guys very much for uh, all you do behind the scenes. All right, um, Alex in here, I'm going to throw one at you, all right, Jay, you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Um, Stamps, I don't know if you knew this, stamps are going from 58 to 60 cents. Now, I'm not going to ask you how that affects oh, wow. your economics. I'm just going to ask, um, when's the last time you mailed something with a stamp on it? Uh, last week, actually. I mailed a couple of things last week with okay. a stamp on it. So, yeah, I've actually right. um, I, yeah, still use the mail. Um, I mean, you have to for certain things, bills and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, that, that, but, I, but not as much as I used to. Not nearly. Uh, probably Getting too per- Do you pay most of your bills online? Yes. That's fair to ask. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do too. I've got yeah. a, just a couple that I actually write checks. Which is, or, 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 or just recurring. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I hadn't gotten all the way through, but at least I've dipped my foot into the pool as far as that's concerned. All right. Uh, it's this Thursday. We've been waiting, what, 3,494 and a half days. But the World Games are actually here, Jay. Uh, opening ceremonies will be this Thursday. And then 11 days, let the games begin. Uh, I know you're going to go, uh, but I was curious. Uh, I'm going to name like three sports, and you tell me which one you would probably most like to see. 
lacrosse, yes. bowling, or floorball? I don't know. What Gosh, all those. I think floorball is like um, almost like hockey, isn't it? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, where they have like, sticks and they. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, quite okay. honestly, Jay, I I didn't know that till this morning. <laughs> probably lacrosse and bowling it would probably be my two that out of those three. But um, I, I enjoy watching lacrosse. I actually love watching um, usually it's ACC teams that are playing for the championships. But I, I, but it's such it's very you know uh, up tempo. Uh, just the ability of those guys to be able to run and, and number one, the passes they make and all that type of stuff. But the ones that are at the elite level, they're fun to watch and the action is just going on all the time. And I've always enjoyed watching bowling and, uh, you know, seeing guys go in there and bowl a perfect game or, you know, some of the bowling uh, uh, guys that were, especially in our past, that were very colorful uh, in their approach to the uh, the game of bowling. But so that's, uh, I think this will be great. This is going to be great for Birmingham and, like, I thought it was great last night at the end of the uh, fireworks. They played the World Games anthem, in a sense, and uh, talking about, you know, the city of Birmingham and Alabama and what this means for an economic impact and, and also just for the world to, to get a chance to see Birmingham. Uh, you know, they're shutting down a lot of the downtown, which is, you know, going to be normal for the next uh, you know, about 11 to 15 days. And a lot of people coming in from all over the world, not just from uh, other states uh, around. But uh, I know for them, the logistics, all, all this stuff, everything they prepared for, they got an extra year to do that. They took COVID, pushed it back a year because of the way it pushed back the Olympics, and uh, they're part of the IOC. So this is one of those things that um, I, I know that there's been a lot of work and, and effort put into it by buddies of mine, friends of yours as well, uh, knowing from the, this logistics, the marketing of it, the putting all the pieces together, and hopefully it's going to go off with a, a huge success. Everything that these guys have done before has been a huge success, but I don't know if they've ever encountered something this big uh, in our city as far as the amount of people and the logistics that go along with that, not just for the the, the, the players and the, the athletes and their coaches and families, uh, but even for the fans. I know they're really pushing the public transit uh, as far as par- parking is going to be probably an, an issue unless uh, you have access into the World Games uh, through other, other means, but uh, they're trying their best to make it as easy as possible for the fans. It should be a great experience, but it's going to be a great thing for the city of Birmingham and great exposure. I uh, just saw another one. I'm not sure. I just looked up to see what it was. There's something called fistball, which we're going to have to get into tomorrow. But it's, uh, it's it's a volleyball-like sport where you really try and slam it over the net. I hadn't seen that. I do know one thing I'll try and go to, and it's out at the Met, uh, and that's softball. Uh, very American sport. But it'll be played international. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there are certain rules that are international, but uh, that's something I'd like to see. Hey, Jay, have a wonderful time, and uh, we will chat on here tomorrow. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. You too. This is Wes.